1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God and the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word says I am. I'm seated right now in the heavenly realms, in the place of authority, dominion and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine. And I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. The day my mind is alert, my spirit is receptive. As I am taught the Word of God, my life is changed for the better. And I will never be the same again. Amen. You may be seated. We're continuing a new Sunday morning series entitled Taking Action Today for a Better Tomorrow. And that's actually the title of last week's message and today's message, and that is Taking Action Today for a Better Tomorrow. And now don't be offended by anything in the message. Smile at your neighbor and say, don't be offended. Smile at your other neighbor and say, don't be offended. In any of our lives, the key to change our circumstances for the better is to take action. And whatever the situation, whatever the circumstances, however things are, you can take action today for a better tomorrow. And I know we, we live in a culture where no one wants to take responsibility. I know we, we live in a culture where it's popular now to, to blame others, but that's not how you change your life for the better. You gotta take responsibility for your life for your circumstances, and realize that our God, our great and awesome God, we are made in His image. And He has given you the ability to take action today to change your life for the better. C.S. Lewis wrote, you, can go, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. You know, it's amazing. We just did a series on confession. But it's amazing how negative people are, and they'll say, well, my father had this, my mother had that, Aunt Sally had this or that, therefore, that's what's going to happen to me. You, you can change your life and your circumstances for the better. And just because it ended this way or that way for mom or dad or a loved one doesn't mean your end has to be the same. Faith is a starting point, and faith is the starting point. Faith is fundamental. Faith is essential. Faith is the foundation, the beginning of a successful life. But faith is not all there is. Action is required. Smile at your neighbor and tell them, say, action is required. Tell your other neighbor, say, action is required. Now, we learned last Sunday, number one, that we please God with our faith, and God rewards our faith. We please God with our faith, and God rewards faith. Hebrews 11 and verse 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible 
to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently. Some translations say earnestly seek him. Say, say, my father God is a rewarder. He's a blesser. He wants to multiply you. He wants to increase you. He wants you to end this year better off than last year. That's who he is. But we have to diligently seek him. And as we're learning, we have to be diligent doers of the word of God. And that's our part in taking action. So without faith, we can't please God. And as we've learned, not just in this series, but in other series, the Holy Week revivals, the one year pastor did mountain moving faith, faith is not just belief. So many people assume that faith and belief biblically are synonyms. And of course, what we believe, that's a part of our faith, but faith is much more than belief. Biblical faith is when we take action on what we believe. And so someone could believe all the right things and not receive from God. And the reason why is they're not in faith. Faith, James tells us, faith without action, it is dead. And so if we're not taking action, we're not in faith. And faith is the only way we can please God, which takes us to number two. We learned last week, number two, the just, the righteous, the children of God, we live by faith. The Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 1 and verse 17, the just, those that are born again, those that have been made righteous in Christ, the just live by faith. So, so faith is fundamental. It is essential. Faith is the currency of God's kingdom. And faith is how we receive any good thing from God. Faith is how we're born again. Faith is how we become a part of the family of God. Faith is how we're healed. Faith is how we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Faith is how we walk in the blessing and the provision of God. So we have to know what faith is, and we have to know how faith works if we're going to receive from God and if we're going to walk in his best. Hebrews 10, 38 and 39 says, but my righteous one will live by faith. And notice there's not a qualifier by year. Well, if it's this year, and -and so-and-so's in office, and everything's going a certain way, live by faith, but otherwise live this other way. My righteous one will live how? By faith. And if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved. Say this, say, my family family believes, and so we are saved. My family believes, and our Our believing is evidenced by our action. So in the midst of everything going on, we're blessed. So so the world may be cursed, but we're blessed. The world may be doing without, but we're blessed. We we joked about it last year that it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. The people of God are going to have toilet paper. You know, and I never thought that I would ever, you know, live long enough or in my life, see people bless us with toilet paper. But last year, we were getting blessed with toilet paper. God meets the needs of his people. I was reading in the Old Testament about Elijah this past week. God fed him with ravens. They were interesting times, difficult times, but God made sure his man was fed. Read about Elisha, difficult times, 
people starving and people doing without. But the Bible says that Elisha and the prophets, they were reclining in his house at ease, them taken care of, them provided for. So whatever's going on, got to lift up your eyes and know that we believe and so we are saved. We believe and so we are saved. You know, we've walked with some families through their jobs being threatened. But all along we've said that even if one door shuts, God can open another door. And the thing to believe God for is better. Better job, better benefits, better pay. Nicer people to work with, amen. Less stress, say what you want. We left off last week at point number three, action taken in the present determines the future. Action taken in the present, today. Action taken today determines the future. Our action today creates or produces a good tomorrow. Without sowing today, without action today, we will not reap a harvest tomorrow. And this explains why there are believers, and they, they love the Lord. They do. I believe they do. They, they love the Lord, but over time, they make no progress, and it's because they don't take action today for a better tomorrow. It's later in my notes, but the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing and to expect a different result. And so we're, we're not perfect. Isaiah 55, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So, so you need to consider you might have to do something differently. You might have to do something better. You might have to read, study, learn, take a class to do something different. Because if we keep doing what we've been doing, nothing's going to change. Things will remain the same, or they could, in fact, over time get worse. So why are there believers, and they, they seem to make no progress? It's because they don't take action today for a better tomorrow. Norman Vincent Peale wrote that any action is better than no action at all. W. Clement Stone wrote, thinking will not overcome fear, but action will. That's why all the time we're saying, you just have to get started. And that's half the battle, is just getting started, just taking action. And we're faith people, but sometimes in, in being faith people, we get away from faith and we're actually operating in hope because we're believing God for this and we're believing God for that. We're confessing this, we're confessing that, but we're not taking any practical daily action. And if we're not taking action, we're not in faith. This is why the Bible encourages action, James 1 and verse 22. But be doers, say doers. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. In the NIV it says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. We all know the verse, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hearing God's word is so important. It's so key. That's where we begin, but it is not enough. We have to take action on the word that we hear. Isaiah 119, the King James, if ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. And the living Bible, if you will only let me help you, if you will only obey, then I will make you rich. And adults, I think, can relate to this, especially if you own a business, you're in management, you've mentored young people. But every, every adult has probably had an experience where whether they were related to you or just someone at work, you've tried to talk to a young person 
You've tried to coach them and mentor them and help them and, and speak wisdom into their life. Whatever the situation was, work, finances, dating, relationships, but based on your life wisdom and what you know from the Word of God, you tried to say something to help them. But when you said it, you knew that they weren't listening to you, they were discounting you, or they were hearing what you were saying, but they had no intention of doing what you were suggesting. And you weren't trying to hurt them. You weren't trying to hinder them. You weren't trying to mess them up. You were trying to, to help them. And that's how our Heavenly Father is. That's how He is with His Word. He's only trying to help us. He's only trying to lead us into that blessed place that David wrote about. If you will only let me help you, if you will only obey, then I will make you rich. Deuteronomy 30 and verse 14, the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. The NIV says that you may obey it. So we have to do and we have to obey. And walking in the blessing of the Lord requires that we do and we obey and we take action. And if we want greater blessing, we have to take greater action. If we want a greater harvest, we have to take greater action. Action taken today determines the future. So you got to change. You got to adapt. You got to grow. You got to mature. You got to be willing to take action and take greater action. You have to be willing to take action in areas that you haven't taken action in. Our action today, it produces. It causes a good harvest tomorrow. But we must sow or take action today to see a harvest tomorrow. When a farmer plants a seed Monday morning, the harvest does not arrive Monday night or even the next day. It takes time. About a month ago, Jessica planted pumpkin seeds. And we, we got things ready to go, got the soil prepared. She planted pumpkin seeds, made sure the water was on so there would be irrigation. That, that's part of the blessing of the Lord. You don't have to stand out there every day with the hose. Amen. That'll lift up your eyes. So we got things ready. She, she planted but, but there wasn't evidence the next day. There wasn't evidence to, on the two days later or three days later. It took some time. But you let a few weeks go by, and now there is evidence. But, but so many people take no action, or they take very little action, or they, they take a little bit of action. And just as Jesus shared in the parable of the sower, here comes Satan talking to them. And he is an expert in talking people into quitting and giving up, and throwing in the towel before the harvest comes. And that's why the Apostle Paul wrote in Galatians 6 that at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if, say, say if, if, we don't give up. But Satan, he talks people into quitting and giving up on life, on marriage, on their children, on their, their job. I'm getting ahead of myself. So, so what we do today, it determines tomorrow. And if you want a better tomorrow, you got to change what you're doing today. You've got to sow or take action now for your harvest tomorrow. Say, I must sow. Say, I must take action now to have a harvest tomorrow. Say, my present action determines my future results. I remember, you've heard me rehearse this story that when Christine and I were in high school, my father rehearsed us. He said, look, amongst the young people you know, everything seems so even, Stephen, now. But he said over the next 10 or 20 years, the young people you know, there are going to be a dramatic difference of life 
choices. And so in 10 years, in 20 years, there will be a dramatic difference of results. And somebody could blame mom or dad. Somebody could blame the home they grew up in. Somebody could blame this or that. But life is what you make it. And whatever has been handed to you, you can turn it into something greater by the action you're taking today. But you got to take action. You got to take action, take action, take action. And time is passing by whether you take action or not. Time is passing by whether you take the right action or not. I'm so proud of some of the young people and young adults and young couples and even the young people in their 30s. I'm in my 30s, so we're young in our 30s. Amen. But, but I'm so glad when I, it makes me so happy. It makes me so proud when I hear about someone in their 30s that just stayed with it and did night school or did online school and then they got it done. That, that's wonderful. They got it done so they could be a greater blessing to their family. They, they got it done so they could do more for their children and more for the kingdom of God. And, and so what if it takes five years or six years or eight years? Time is passing by. Whether we take no action, we take too little action, or we take the right action. Time is passing by. So today, we might as well take the action we know we ought to take. Tell your neighbor, smile and say, take action. Yeah. Smile at your neighbor and say, take action. Now, now, as I encourage at the end of last week's message, with a message like this, don't, don't be working on a mental list of somebody you know or your husband or wife, and this message is for you. And uh, based on my observations of your life, here are 20 things that you ought to do and take action. Now, apply this to your life and take action. When a seed is planted, it takes time to see the evidence. It takes time to see the physical manifestation. You know, we, we see when a young person doesn't do things God's way and they don't wait for marriage and they rebel against mom and dad. Life is tough and those choices make life tougher. But then when you see a young person and they, they, they keep themselves and they, they wait and they, they do things God's way, see, they have a better harvest, they have a better future, but you don't, it takes time to see that. So the harvest doesn't always come right away. The harvest takes time. Without action or sowing today, there'll be no harvest tomorrow. And if there is no now, there won't be a later. That's why we're always encouraging you in every area of life, take action, take action, take action. Take action now for a better tomorrow. Believe God now for a better tomorrow. Believe his word now for a better tomorrow. Confess and take action upon his word now for a better tomorrow. Plant, sow, be generous now for a better tomorrow. Action taken today determines the future. Action you take now in faith creates the good result that comes later. But without action now, there won't be a good result tomorrow. And if you're not a doer of God's word now, there will not be a blessed tomorrow. I like what Dave Ramsey says. If you will live like no one else now, today, later, you can live like no one else. It's about the action we're taking or not taking or not taking enough of. So say, say, it's about my action. And say, I'm responsible. Now again, maybe with what you grew up with and what happened in the home, you've got some baggage. That's what the gospel is all about. 
You know, you ought to read Pilgrim's Progress. When Christian, he, he's got the burden upon his back, and he comes to Calvary's cross. And when he encounters the risen, resurrected Jesus, the burden rolls off his back. See, when you become a part of the family of God, our Heavenly Father in Christ has dealt with all of that. So there are no limits to what you can do with the help of God. Man may say you can't, but our Heavenly Father says you can. So you got to take responsibility for your life and for your circumstances and give up the complaining, give up the whining, give up the blaming of others and go with God and take the action you know you ought to take. Don't be full of fear or excuses or complaints or whatever it is. Rise up in faith. Number four, faith is the key to everything. Now remember when we're dealing with faith, we're talking about action. So we could say faith or action is the key to everything. And that faith, that faith to take action, it comes as we hear the word. Romans 10, 17, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why what has gone on in the past year and a half, and where we're coming up soon will be two years. But that's why so much of what has gone on worldwide has been so wicked, to rob people of the opportunity and the privilege to gather and to hear God's word. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is the difference between sickness and health between poverty or lack and more than enough, faith is the difference between defeat and victory. Now, how do we train our spirit? The real you on the inside of you, how do you train your spirit to live by faith? You do that as you renew your mind to the Word of God. You do that as you confess and take action upon the Word of God. How do we discipline ourselves to walk by faith and not by sight or by our circumstances? It's by renewing our minds to the Word of God. It's by confessing and taking action on the word. Not just when there's a need. Not just when there's an emergency. Not just when we need something from God. Not just at Christmas and Easter, but on a regular, ongoing, daily basis. So you got to focus. you got to focus your mind. Focus your efforts. Focus your spirit. Focus your confession on doing and taking action on the word of God. That's how we put our faith in him and our faith in his word. It's by our taking action. I shared the last two Sundays what Kenneth Hagin Jr. said a few weeks ago in my parents' living room. He said, people don't all take action to the same degree. There's more to it than just hearing the message and believing the message. We've got to take action. Or as we saw on Sunday, October 3rd, we've got to run with the vision. Number five, take action, take action, take action. You may say, Austin, it, it, it can't be that simple. The Bible says that God blesses the work of our hands. He blesses the work of our hands. We could say it this way, he blesses the action we take. And if we're not taking action, we're not in faith. And so as you take action, you demonstrate you're in faith. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. So as you take action you're in faith, you're demonstrating you're in faith, that, that pleases our Heavenly Father, and that is what he, he rewards. So again, number five, take action, take action, take action. And this applies to every single area of life, in your marriage, in your parenting, in your work and labor, 
in your, your finances. Take action, take action, take action. It might, you might say, Austin, I've been taking a lot of action. Maybe they're the wrong actions. Maybe it's not enough action. That's why you got to evaluate your own life and pray and be led by the Holy Spirit. Tell your neighbors, smile at them, say, take action. Yeah. Smile at your other neighbors, say, take greater action. And here's a sobering truth from the Word of God. We can believe all the right things and still be defeated. We can believe all the right things and still be sick in our bodies. We can believe all the right things and still do without financially. I remember some point in the last two years, maybe during a 9 a.m. message, my father shared how in the early years to make it. And at Christmas, for him to do a gift for my mom and for her to do a gift for him, they, they would go and sell things at Woody's Pawn Shop. And he, he rehearsed how they didn't know, but at the same time in Los Angeles, California, Fred Price was teaching faith and teaching people how to live by faith. So their, their answer was somewhere on planet Earth, they, didn't just, they just didn't know about it. So, so they were doing without but it wasn't because that was the will of God. They just didn't know what the word said in those areas. And they, didn't, they had not yet heard what action to take. You've heard my father tell the story how in 1989 he was at 5 a.m. prayer. And he was begging the Lord for money. And the Lord didn't say that you're, you're, there's a miracle on your way. There's a special delivery coming later today by, by 10 a.m., the Lord told him, he said, son, you never have any money because you never save any money. So what was the Lord telling my father to do? Take action. And I know that's not exciting. And again, again we're, we're faith people. And there are things that can happen by the anointing of God that can happen no other way. But, but sometimes we let all that get us into a place where we're not taking the practical action we ought to be taking in our daily lives. And in our minds, we're in faith. We're believing God for this or that. But because we're not taking action, we're not in faith, we're in hope. And that's not how we please God. That's not how we receive from God. You can believe all the right things and still be in need and be sick in your body. You can believe all the right things and still be broke. You can believe all the right things and still be frustrated because prayers are unanswered. Dad Hagen would say we release our faith with our action and we turn our faith loose by saying what we believe and by the action we take. So to change your life for the better, you got to take action. Isaiah 1 and verse 19, the King James, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. And the NIV, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the best from the land. But if you resist, if you rebel, you'll be devoured by the sword. Far too many believers settle they take some action, and they make some progress, and then they settle. But our Heavenly Father has more for you. There is more that He wants you to achieve. Our Heavenly Father wants you to be able to be a greater blessing to your family and to your children and to the kingdom of God. The world is literally on its way to hell, and the Lord, He is coming soon. And we have right now a window of opportunity to reach others, to be a blessing to others, to fund the gospel. These are the last days. And if it's not evident to you, you need to get saved. You need to get born again. 
need to turn off the news and get into the Word of God. Fear and wickedness and totalitarianism are everywhere. You know, when I spoke to this young man that's in prison a week ago, I told him where he is in their area, it's more rural, but still it does not change the fact that even in Canada, there is real crime going on right now. And yet they're harassing a pastor for having church. We live in wicked, wicked days. And even amongst the people of God, there are people, and they're not living by faith, they're living by fear. And even amongst God's people, there, there are Christian people, and they would say they, they love the Lord, but every year or every other year, they've gone from this church to that church to this church to that church looking for a pastor who will tell them not what the Word of God says to do, looking for a pastor who will tell them what they want to hear. And in their lives, they're where they're at, and they haven't made progress because they have refused to be a doer of the Word of God. And yet over the past year and a half, they have demonstrated to God that they'll do everything man says to do. It is sobering. This life is not just about us or our own wants, our own needs. This life is about the kingdom of God. This life is about others. And so in our lives, our heart's desire should be to prosper more and to make progress so we can be a greater blessing to the kingdom of God, to our family, to others. Did you know that American Christians who earn $70,000 a year or more give less into the gospel than sinners who make $70,000 a year or more give into charity? That's sad. Tell your neighbor, say, that's sad. And these are some statistics before the COVID shutdowns which I guarantee you now would be much worse. This is pre-COVID statistics. Only 5% of Americans give 10% or more of their income. That's selfish. But look at this. American Christians on average give just 2.5%. So less generous than the lost. Of Christian families that make $75,000 a year or more, only 1% tithe. I've heard that before. Well, if God does this or God does that, if I have more, then I'll do what the Word says to do. No, you won't. Now, just this morning was Sophie's birthday on October here, and so she had some birthday money, and so I was coaching her on, this, this is your tithe. This is what you need to bring to church. And there was some change. I said, just round it up and give an offering. Be a blessing. See, the, the, these are the things that we train our children in. And I, I told her, I said, these, these were my words. I said, this is important to your father. This is what we do, and this is why we are blessed. And this is what you will do. And uh, we are serious about it. Amongst those that are born again, Christians who say they're born again, only 12% tithe. Only 7 out of 10 tithe on their gross income. Consider these other alarming statistics. 39% of all Americans have no net worth. None. Zero. 75% of all Americans don't have $10,000 in savings. 58% of Americans have less than $1,000 in savings. And see, somebody might say, well, Austin, it's because of this, it's because of that, 
it's because of where someone grew up. But wait a second. As long as there is breath in someone's body, they can take action today for a better tomorrow. Amen. And can't anyone set aside just a little bit of money a week so it'd be $1,000 at the end of the year? Amen. See, we, we live in a culture where people want to blame others and blame mom or dad or blame the government, blame this, blame that. And people don't want to take responsibility for their life and their actions and their results. But that's the world. And we're the children of God. So aren't we to live different than the world? And part of that is taking responsibility and taking the action we know we ought to take. Now here are some good statistics. Say, say he's got some good ones. 77% of those who tithe give 11 to 20% or more on average. So those are the people that fund the gospel. And who would you guess is blessed? Those that are generous. Here's another positive statistic. Nearly 80% of America's millionaires did not inherit any money. And they didn't reach a million dollars until at least 50 years of age. You know, I'm going to be 40 in March. I still got 10 more years, amen? So the issue is the action you're taking today. The key is taking action. And the, the key that goes with that is just getting started. Smile at your neighbor, say, just get started. And here it is in my notes. The definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result. You know, maybe you're married. Maybe things are cold. Have you considered being nice to each other? Well, Austin, you know, I was nice for one day, and it didn't work. Well, you've been unkind for 10 years, so it's going to take more than one day to make a difference. That's quiet. See, in all of our lives, in every area, what we are living with is the harvest of the action that we have been taking. And so if you want a better tomorrow, you've got to take action today. You might have to take different action today. You might have to take greater action today. I, you know, I used the example a few weeks ago that, that maybe when you were dating, Chili's was special. The chips, the queso, the, the chocolate shake, Amen. Getting hungry for lunch. <laughs> but on your 25th or 35th or 40th wedding anniversary, maybe you ought to do something nicer. If you want a better harvest tomorrow, you ought to take action today. And the action you're taking today, it is exactly what has been responsible for the results you have been experiencing. You can take action today for a better tomorrow. And that's good news, amen. It's not bad news, not unless you're insistent that you're not gonna do one thing different. It's good news. You can take action today for a better tomorrow. The key is action, and faith is taking action on what you believe. And by changing the action you're taking, you change your life for the better. If we love Jesus and if we love people, we'll exercise our faith and believe God for more so we can be a greater blessing. And that's what Ken Hagen Jr. was saying in my parents' living room. People don't all take action to the same degree. There's more to it than just hearing and believing. We got to take action. We got to take greater action. But think about this. If a Christian man or woman won't be faithful and a good steward with $1,000, then why would they be a good steward with $10,000 or more? And this explains why so many never change levels or they, they, they come up to a point and they don't change levels again. 
The key is right action. The key is daily, consistent action. I shared last Sunday at 11 how Jessica's always telling me, Austin, you can't eat late at night. You know, and ministers love to eat late at night or after they minister. I mean, even, it doesn't matter. If, if it's a Wednesday night service, I don't eat before the service. It doesn't matter if I'm not speaking. It's just a habit of growing up in a minister's home. So you get home, kids are in bed, they're finally asleep, no one's saying daddy anymore, amen? And so uh, you just feel like you deserve some pizza or some ice cream or whatever it is. But, you know, you get away with that at 25 or 30, but you approach 40, it's a little bit of a different result. So it's about the action we're taking today. The key is action. The key is the right action. The key is daily, consistent action. Your body, I don't care what the world says. You know, this world will say that you can do anything with your body that you want. If you're born again, if you're a child of God, that's a lie. If you're born again, if you're a child of God, your body doesn't belong to you anymore. It belongs to the Lord. Amen. That's why the Apostle Paul said that whatever we do with our body, we do to the Lord. And that's why he said, shall I unite the body of Christ with the prostitute? And he said, by no means. So what we do with our lives matters. What we do with our bodies, it matters. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. We only get one body, so you ought to take care of it. Only get one body, so you ought to be a good steward of your body. So eat healthy. You're like, I did not expect this on a Sunday morning. He went from talking about chips and queso to eating healthy. Yes. <laughs> your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So eat healthy. Exercise. Man, I, I thought he was going to lay hands on me and I'd lose 20 pounds this week. Exercise, exercise, exercise. If you're reading, staying informed about what's going on, the, one of the major factors in this current thing taking people out is things related to obesity and all the health issues that go with it. So eat healthy. And again, don't, don't look at your neighbor. Look at yourself. Amen. 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 Say, so eat healthy, exercise, get plenty of sunshine. Amen. You know, we're, we're the children of God. The, my Bible says we walk in the light, not in darkness. Amen. So we're not vampires. Amen. Amen. So get outside. Let your children play outside. Amen. Do things outside. Amen. Get some sunshine, get some vitamin D. You're like, now he sounds like my mom. <laughs> Christina discovered this week that their oldest, Emma, has not been eating her vitamins. Uh, she, she's still learning, amen. Jessica gives them their vitamins, and then she watches them to make sure they eat their vitamins. Christina discovered that Emma has been hiding her vitamins and distributing them at various points around the house. If you're, you need extra vitamins, Christina's got extra right now. <laughs> and here, here's a word for the men. Men, don't be cheap with your wife or children when it comes to their health or their care. I never cease to be amazed at how men try to save money. Save money by you doing without something. But put 
Next, God is first, but after that, put your family first and your wife and your children. Don't be cheap with your wife or children when it comes to their health or their care. Take daily consistent action in your health and with your body. Fred Price used to say it this way, eating makes fat and spending makes debt. And I know that's tough, but it's true. Eating makes fat and spending makes debt. So the key is to take the right actions, not the wrong actions. So, so Austin can eat ice cream at night, maybe once a week, but surely not every single night. Amen. Eating makes fat. Spending makes debt. So take care of your body. Eating makes fat. Spending makes debt. So practice good financial stewardship daily. There are men and they make no progress because they're always changing jobs or careers. There are men and they don't even hold down a job consistently even for just one year. How can you pull ahead? How can you make progress? How, how can you develop a good reputation? And I know that this is tough, but this is part of living a blessed life. Got to be faithful. Got to be consistent. The key is right action. The key is daily consistent action. Eating makes fat and spending makes debt. So practice good financial stewardship daily. You know, part, part of having money is not spending money. My father shared at 9 a.m., we, we like cars. So, so I, I, I avoid going to car dealerships. If you, you said, Austin, hey, meet me at the Ford dealer this week. They got something cool. I say, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> See, not, by not going, you, you save money. Amen. By blocking Amazon at your house on your firewall, you save money. I'm kidding. <laughs> and men, 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 men can be bad about this to the wife. What did you do? What did you buy? What kind of nefarious activity is going on in this house? And it's diapers and it's milk and it's whatever. You know, if Jessica sends me to the store, it always costs more money than if she goes to the store. She sends me to Target. It's more money than if she goes to Target. So if there's a problem with spending, it's not Jessica. It is a little quiet this morning. You know, maybe in the last year, I was in Fort Worth getting my car serviced. In the showroom, they had this beautiful blue coupe. Oh, it was awesome. I texted Jessica. I said, shouldn't we get this so Samuel can have this someday? <laughs> and I said, you know, if I text my father, it is done. But again, part of having money is not spending money. So work God's financial plan. Tithe, give generously, save money, spend less than you make. You, you've heard me tell the story of how when I turned 15, I, I got my first paycheck from the church. I was bummed when I saw how much was deducted for tax, and then I saw there was another deduction, 15% for a 403B. What is that? And I learned that my father had instructed the office that from that day forever, 15% or more would always be deducted. Well, that wasn't exciting when I was 15 or 16 or 17 or 18. It wasn't exciting when I was 20 or 25. But as I get closer to 40, it's pretty exciting today. When each of our children have been born, my father has set aside money to seed an investment account for them. When Sophie was born, he seeded that account with just $2,500. 
but it has been invested for 11 years. And if I told you what that was today, you'd fall out of your chair. See, it's not about taking big, dramatic action. It's about taking the action you should take today for a better tomorrow. And sometimes we get in our minds, well, I got to take this giant, dramatic action. Sometimes it's just taking the right little actions day by day by day that produces a wonderful harvest in the future. Smile at your neighbor and say, take action. So work God's plan, tithe, give generously, save money, spend less than you make, practice generosity with God, with your family, with others. John Osteen would say, don't buy everything your little old BDIC. Uh, part of having money is not spending it. And husbands can be bad about figuring out what they want and finding a way to pay for it while the wife or children do without it marked me as a young man growing up in church to hear my father tell the story of a man that was cheap with his wife and cheap with his family and cheap with his children and cheap on clothes and cheap on ever taking them anywhere. But then at some point he got a girlfriend, got a mistress, and he used one of his wife's cards to take his mistress to Disney World. Never took his wife, never took his children, took a mistress charged it on a card in his wife's name, then divorced her. See, that, that, that's a man that if he doesn't repent, will bust hell wide open. Sometimes there are unexpected expenses. Believe God, pay it off. Watch the spending. You know, just in the past two weeks, had to get a pool light replaced. You know, the, the man came, diagnosed it, told me to have to replace it, told me what it was. And I don't know what it is about this culture. He, he looked at me afraid like I was going to punch him or beat him up or something bad was going to happen. It is what it is. It is what it is. And in life, there are unexpected expenses. Believe God. Pay it off. Amen. Fred Price taught there is a difference between faith, foolishness, and presumption. So make sure you're operating in faith. Eating makes fat. Spending makes debt. The key is right action. The key is daily, consistent action. Say this, say, I'm going to take action for a better tomorrow. With, with our children. I remember sitting at a power lunch a few years ago, and my father talked about setting aside, money, setting aside money for children and grandchildren. And, and in my mind, you know, he had opened an account for Sophie and each of the children. So, man, Austin is off the hook. I'm good. But sitting there listening to my father, I got convicted by the Holy Spirit. And so at whatever amount that was at that point, I set it up automatically that a certain amount of money every month for every child is going to their accounts. And then I increased it to $100 every month going to their accounts. Well, see, that, that money may not be much in any given year, but invested over 5 years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 25 years, 30 years, it's going to be something. It's going to be something. And we'll, we'll increase that for the new year. You can take action today for a better tomorrow. And that's what Ken Hagen Jr. was saying in my parents' living room. People don't all take action to the same degree. There's more to it than just hearing the message and believing the message. You've got to take action. You've got to run with the vision. Point at yourself. Tell yourself, say, take action. Take action. Tell yourself, say, run with the vision. With the vision. So we can each... We are, we are made in the image of God. We are made in the image of God. You are more 
than what you have been told. You are capable of greater than what you have been told. You can do more. You can achieve more. You can have more with the help of God. You can take action today for a better tomorrow. Say that. Say, I can take action today for a better tomorrow. And I, I'm telling you that as you take action in your family, in your marriage, with your children, as you take action in your health, with your body, as you take action in your finances, as you take action little by little, our Heavenly Father is good. He will bless the work of your hands. He will enable you to do more. He will enable you to do greater. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.